Hello and welcome to the Screenplay Writers Podcast. We are the Screenplay Writers. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast, the only podcast by, for, and about screenplay writers and screenplays. We are your hosts, I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm Nathan. And we're here back with you another week uh, to talk about screenplays and screenplay writers and what we do and what they are and how you do it. Great to be here with you, Nathan. Always, well... Not so great to be with you. I mean, a little bit of a bad mood. Oh, why Some is that? Some of you may have heard if you've been following along with the campaign, I want to become one of the judges for the South right. Surrey screenplay writing competition. Yep. And I've received a... Some bad news. Cease and desist order from my guerrilla campaign. Right. There was a and bit of a campaign that Nathan and I had, had, had drummed up to try and get Nathan nominated, elected to the board of judges for the competition this year and or next year. There was no actual open competition for this. It was just something that... It's not even a board of judges. It's not all, even a board. It's all audience vote. Right. But we think they need someone to help shape and guide that vote. And Nathan yeah. would be the just the ticket because he wasn't able to get any screenplays in because two weeks' notice uh, wasn't well, enough for him. Well, some miscommunication happened yeah, as miscommunication. well. miscommunication. Yeah. So anyway, Nathan didn't get anything in, but we wanted him to be a judge so he could at least participate. In the South Surrey Screenplay Writers Festival, but yeah, so I started uh, sort of a protest outside of yeah, their office, that, literally, that ended poorly and began poorly and was uh, very poor in the in middle the as middle well. as yeah, well. It was not yeah. good in any no. in any particular way. No, there were uh, police were called allegedly. We were out of there by then, mm-hmm. but. We did hear They're the really sirens. Only there ten minutes. It was yeah, just ten me and minutes. Ryan and and I they had saw. Yeah. They saw Nathan out the window. Called the cops. We heard the cops and ran. So we didn't Take actually have any negative interaction with the police officers, who, who we respect through and through. Mm-hmm. The bummer was that we had to bus all the way down to South Surrey. Yeah, that was a long bus ride. For those unfamiliar with Vancouver geography, that's yeah extremely far. Yeah. <laughs> So we called my wife to pick us up. She's a human rights accountant, um, and Freelance we got the out of there. We got out of there because we did need some human rights support. Because Nathan's rights—I don't know if you could say they're being trampled—but he just wants to get his name in there to be a judge, and they are sending him a thick package in consisting of a cease and desist order. Yep. Saying stop manipulating our HTML code and contacting our. De- Web developers, nice web, and if you do this again, we'll send you to jail. Yeah, so it kind of sucks, and uh, but ultimately, I'm just waiting for that package. Uh, I'm also waiting for another Amazon package, so <sighs> hopefully, I mean, when What's I open up... What's the other package? Uh, I'm, I'm getting, it's an external hard drive. Oh, I thought it was an ab roller, because your other one broke. 
All right. Today's episode is about flashbacks. Speaking of things that happened in the past, such as the police incident at the South Surrey. I did step on my ad, ab, ab roller. Yeah, Nathan stepped on his ab roller. Needs a new one. Haven't Keep ordered those. it yet. Though. It's in the cart, and I just haven't had the drive to click purchase. So. Studies show that the ab roller is more effective than crunches for your abs. Mm-hmm. Side note. I was hopping around, and I stepped on it. I was dancing. I was With your pogo stick. Pogo stick dancing. <sighs> yeah. But let's talk about flashbacks because they're a big, big part of almost every screenplay. Mm -hmm. We love to write them. Nathan's very skilled at the flashbacks. He just knows when to put them in and how long to make them and what to include in them. So let's start by saying, Nathan, where is the best place in a screenplay for the first set of flashbacks? Mm, Either at the very beginning or the very end. Okay. Okay. I like this uh, because it's a dynamic and interesting move to put the flashbacks at the beginning. So the audience sits down, the trailers go by, then the you movie have ads credits. maybe at the beginning. Okay, ads, yeah. And then the credits roll up, the opening you have credits. You the thing that's like, and now, feature presentation. Feature presentation. Lights go down. Lights down. Credits come up. Screen title. Maybe you have those little pop Scotiabank popcorn ready for the movie. Scotiabank popcorn, yeah. You got that for sure. Maybe the M&Ms are there. Yeah. And then you start in on a flashback. Time play. Right away you're going back in the past after time play. We're now into the movie. Let's move on to the actual screenplay. You got the flashback happening. So it's past scenes. So the audience is taking in, you know, this backstory right off the bat. I think that's a great way to get them right into the past. Forget about the action in the present. And and let's say, here's old stuff that happened. Yeah, here's some old stuff. And you can even have that as a title pop up. Like, here's some old stuff that happened. Past. Yeah. Past. Another way to do it, obviously, is to put everything in sepia tone or yellow, uh, yellowish glaze with little crackles on the screen, fake crackles. <laughs> it's a good way to indicate that this is old footage. The first 10 minutes should be in sepia tone and have At crackles. Least. As well as the last 10 minutes. Last 10 minutes, is just good. to take them right out of the present in the last 10 <laughs> minutes. Let's go back to the past. Yeah, just because that will then explain why the... The climax happened. Yeah. By the way, here's the yeah. here's what happened in the past to make this present. You can even happen. do. You can want to take it one step further. Have the first ten minutes in sepia tone, then right as the climax, you have the two characters they're fighting or whatever. Oh, and then fade out, and then fade in. It's like black and white, crackly, and then it's music's like dun 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 dun, dun and it's like they it's a silent film, and they. Right. They have to have like the title cards with the dialogue written on them. Yep. I like it. I like that. And your movie like that. Yeah, it's a good way to good way to start or end your movie with flashbacks. And the key with flashbacks is you want to show young kids. Mm-hmm. You really want to show what happened to the main characters as kids so that you understand more about what they're like as adults. Because yeah. who we are today was Really, the stage was set when we were five and six years old. It is true. It's interesting how that works. It's kind of like, yeah, it's basically when I'm watching a movie and if there has no been no flashback yet to when these characters were kids, 
I'm immediately curious. I'm like, what was this character like when they were five years old? Yeah. What was this character like when they were ten years old? Yeah. What was this character like as a teenager? Yeah. How did they all... get so? How did they get so cool? How yeah. did they get so rocking? How did they get so mean? That's the. That was my main thought during Ferris Bueller. Was how did he get so so rockin'? cool and rocking? Let's cut to him. Is there any movie? Is there any footage of him as a younger kid? No, no. But I did write a treatment for. The young Ferris Bueller. Yeah, little Ferris Bueller. Uh, little Ferris. It was called. Um, what happens in that one is that he rides a Ferris wheel, and that's how he got his name, and also his sense of fun because he rode a Ferris wheel when he was five, and he's like, "This is the f- best experience of my life to date. I want every day to be a day off of the norm." Yeah, and so this is direct dialogue, right? Ferris so, Bueller, Ferris so, the, so he's on the Ferris wheel, yeah. and he, he looks at to the audience straight to the, straight into the into the barrel of the camera. Yeah, it breaks freezes. the fourth wall. He says, "This has been the best day of my life to date. I want every day to be a break from the norm. A day off is what I want. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly what he says. And what's good about that one is that you end the credits with twist and shout." You don't yeah. actually have it in the movie. It's That's not a direct how, yeah. thing to like have him dancing to Twist and Shout. Right. But you just put it at the end of the credits, so it's like, oh, yeah. So it's kind of recollecting. What like happens f- is, yes, his grandpa gives him a cassette tape with Twist and Shout on it. Mm-hmm. The that last the scene the last scene is him. The, la- the B-side's Donka Shane, of course. <laughs> and so he, the last scene is him going hmm what's this and what impact will this have on my life again he's looking at the camera and, and then fr- he and it pops frames. it in yeah he pops it in the, the tape player and hits play and then the credits roll, roll again yep and then a few minutes later he comes back out and it's sepia tone and it's sepia tone <laughs> and he's saying are you guys gonna stay there forever why don't you uh, go take a go to work because this is my day off so it's sort of setting the scene for that classic scene at the end yeah. where he comes out in his bathroom. And he's, I mean, he's he's sweeping out the. Oh no! Wait, what happens in Ferris Bueller? He comes out in his bathroom. He's addressing the audience like, "Why yeah. are you still in the theater? You're right? still here. You're Go still home. here." They they or they could do that too with like sweeping up the a janitor sweeping. Yes, up. yes, that would be good. Yeah, so that's flashbacks. That's how you do it. They're really important. We really recommend working really hard on flashbacks to make them make them elegant and, and move quickly and concisely, and uh, that's how you do it. Let's do script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Jokes. All right, script surgery. That's where we take an existing screenplay and basically just find out ways to make it better. We tear it apart, build it up from the ground up. So essentially, yes. And what movie are we doing today? We are doing Love, Simon. Recent iTunes release. Love, Simon. Yeah, it's a recent iTunes release, as you just said. It's a film on iTunes that you can watch. Definitely watch it on iTunes. It's on iTunes. You can hit play and and let it roll. It's you can a, rent it for I think probably $5. Or you can watch it, doesn't matter. Well, you have but, to rent it to watch it. Right. But anyway, it's a great screenplay. Or you can buy it if you want like the to really, have the for more than Yeah. 
it really moves along nicely. Great plot points, great characters. I like the character's name of Simon is good. Some interesting flashback approaches in that mm-hmm. one. Um, and I just overall, I think it works. Definitely works. Brilliant. Let's it's do... on iTunes, by the way, too. Did we mention that? Yes, we did. Let's do Logline Cage Match. Logline Cage Match, that's where we pitch each other ideas, give no holds barred feedback, essentially simulating what a real life pitch session would be. Exactly. And today on Logline Cage Match, I'm going to pitch one to you, Nathan, if that's okay. I've got some new ideas brewing for fall scripts that I'm working on. This one's called Crazy Birds. Insane birds are smashing into things in the big city. It's Manhattan meets Angry Birds. What element? So Manhattan, like the Woody Allen? Yeah, Manhattan, like the Woody Allen one where it's witty banter, you know, urban setting meets Angry Birds where there's mad birds smashing into things, um, but working together. So it's those two kind of fused. That's called Crazy Birds. I love it. That sounds sweet. Did you ever play Angry Birds? Sure did. Are people still playing that game? I don't think so. No, nobody really is. I bet it's still is it still in the App Store. I must I'm be. not sure. I think so. And and I think there's an Angry Birds screenplay came out not too long ago. I didn't catch it <coughs> or see it. And it was not it did not inspire this movie Crazy Birds, no. but I we think did it say exists. that it's Manhattan meets Angry Birds. Exactly, this is a totally different um, right concept. Did you remember? Did you ever play? Uh, do you remember in twenty fourteen Flappy Bird? Yeah, I think I did. That's where you try and get like between these little spaces. Yeah, it's hard as heck. It's hard, and then they like removed it, and then it was people were buying phones that had a Flappy Bird on it. Yeah, uh, which is weird because was it that good a game? No. It was so some, what happened? Basically, the guy, I don't know why he removed it, but he was making a ton of money. He removed it off the App Store, but if you had it installed on your phone, you could keep it. You could keep it. So then oh. people sold their phones on eBay that had Flappy Bird on it. I don't know why people. That is just amazing. I guess it was just exclusivity or something. That's pretty insane. He made a lot of money, but didn't want the money, I guess. Yeah. And decided to, to take it down. Well, that's an interesting story. Up to him, he created it. Um, good for him. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode on flashbacks. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, when you flash back to this episode, you will think happy thoughts and write brilliant screenplays. Nathan, always great to be here with you. Of course. As always, keep your dialogue snappy. Always keep writing. <laughs> <laughs>